And time once again for our wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell on this Saturday morning. Good morning, Jack. Hi, Denny. How are you? I'm doing quite well and anxious to hear about, uh, I don't know, it's 37 degrees, so I, uh, I'm thinking about making chili. <laughs> That's a good cold weather dish, believe me. And it, it's not very hard to pick wines to go with chili. You know, chili, again, it's almost like barbecue. There's a sweet hotness to it. And Malbec goes so well with chili, I think, uh, just like it almost goes so well with barbecue drip. But also, uh, chili lends itself to other wines, like a, a not too robust a Zinfandel, a softer Zinfandel. Uh, or uh, even something like uh, Cabernet Franc will go fairly well with chili on a chilly day. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> they, I had a... Somebody asked me this week, and I thought it's something we've never talked about, and we probably should. Does wine, table wine, really go well with chocolate? Well, yes, it does, and I'll explain why. Uh, dry red wine with chocolate is kind of a bad choice. I, I, by dry, I mean there's no sweetness to it, no fruit. Those that an old claret or something won't be friendly to your candy. And the reason I'm talking about this is undoubtedly everybody's going to have loads of candy after Halloween. Even if you don't usually have candy, you get some in for the trick-or-treaters. And can you have that candy with wine? Sure. You know, chocolate is indeed a lot like wine. And I'm going to talk primarily about chocolate candy. Uh, You know, chocolate by its nature is bitter. So is wine. There's lots and lots of tannin in chocolate. There's lots and lots of tannin in wine. There's more tannin in chocolate than there is in tea. So the the same as red wine. They're very, very similar. Uh, With all those big tannins, uh, that's why they clash often with an older wine that's kind of losing its tannins. Cocoa beans are naturally fruity, and they're fruit-friendly. So uh, chocolate pairs better with a fruity red wine. Uh, and if you don't uh, have chocolate with a dessert, or a red wine with chocolate, chocolate's kind of hard to pair with other wines. It works better with uh, red wines than it does with white generally. Now, uh, let's draw a, a comparison here. Let's say you have a Reese's peanut butter cup. Well, a good fruity Chardonnay would probably be better with that because of the peanut and that salty texture and that uh, that's in the peanut in the stuffing of the Reese's. And then the chocolate on the outside is milk chocolate. And so that would be better with a white wine like a Chardonnay. Uh, cocoa beans are fermented, you know, when they make chocolate, just like wine. So there's a lot of similarities. Heavy chocolate, heavy wine go together very nicely. Uh, you really don't want to have with chocolate a delicate burgundy, which is Pinot Noir, or an Oregon Pinot Noir, even Russian River Pinot Noir. Uh, they, they just would clash too much. The cocoa beans are roasted, so that's why coffee goes fairly well with chocolate, uh, because they're both roasted beans. And they while they don't share a lot of common areas for growing cocoa beans like hot and humid, uh, grapevines don't like that at all. But, you know, there's several kinds of chocolate. White chocolate is heavy in fat. And so uh, it's kind of a sweet uh, cherry, strawberry, uh, raspberry 
fruity-nosed cab would go be- better with white chocolate. Moscato and Riesling uh, are white wines that also go very nicely with white chocolate. Milk chocolate, I'd pick up port. Uh, almost any chocolate goes well with port wine. And you probably want a ruby port, which is a little fruitier uh, than, say, tawny port, which is a little drier. But that ruby port and chocolate go together beautifully. And, of course, port's a very nice after-dinner drink. So if you're having chocolates after dinner, why not serve a little ruby port with them? I think you'll be absolutely impressed with how well they go together. And um, as I said, milk chocolate is uh, definitely calls for ruby port. Also, maybe not uh, bad with Madeira. And I would dare say, again, you could try a Chardonnay, some fruity one like Lockwood uh, from California would be really good with milk chocolate. Then that, so we've covered white chocolate, milk chocolate. Then everybody's favorite is dark chocolate. And this is where you really want a, a red wine, in my opinion. You want something juicy to combat that. A Zinfandel would be good, or a Cabernet. Make sure that's fruity. Or a Syrah from Australia wouldn't be bad either. A California Merlot, uh, Zinfandel like Windstorm, would be very, very good uh, with uh, dark chocolate. And then, of course, there's everybody's favorite, chocolate cake. And there I'd want an oaky, spicy, berry, uh, warm climate Cabernet, like Australia or Southern California or Chile would go pretty good with uh, regular chocolate cake. And as I said, with white chocolate, something fruity, uh, champagne, for example. But don't have a brute champagne. Have an extra dry or sec. Brute is the very driest of all the champagnes. And the sweetest is sec. Extra dry is in the middle. So you want sec, S-E-C-K, or extra dry champagne with your chocolate. And again, I think it goes better with white chocolate than it would with dark chocolate or milk chocolate. Uh, and I mentioned about a Chardonnay going so well with a Reese's peanut butter cup because of the complexity of the peanut butter, the salt, etc., and the candy itself. There's a new wine, uh, and I guess this is what made me think about it, uh, that we got in from Oregon this last week called Second Growth Cabernet. Now, Oregon isn't known for its Cabernets. It's known for Pinot Noir, Pinot Gris, etc. But uh, Cabernet and hasn't done that well there till you taste this Second Growth Cabernet. It is super with chocolate. It's a soft Cabernet, so there's not a lot of harsh tannins in it at all. And when we had that, uh, at a sampling the other day, I said, you know, we don't want a Cabernet from Oregon like that. It's just not that good. Well, this one knocked my socks off. And uh, second growth Cabernet, and we said when we tasted, would this ever be wonderful with a little piece of chocolate? So, and as I said, port and dark chocolate is a marriage made in heaven. Uh, it's got the same level of sweetness and uh it's, the wine uh, isn't real clawingly sweet, but just sweet enough to pair just beautifully with chocolate. And like I say, so if you're having a dinner party, you want to pass the chocolates at the end. But don't ever be embarrassed about pouring a good ruby port. Marriage is perfect. Uh, Big Zins actually call for a dark chocolate. Uh, but again, you want the Zin to have lots and lots of fruit. And uh, even those high alcoholic zins go very well with dark chocolate. 
Don't forget chocolate's melt made to melt at your body temperature. So allow that chocolate to melt in your mouth. Don't chew it, uh, and you'll taste it. It opens your taste buds, etc. And then as it's melting, have a little sip of red wine, and believe me, you know God's in heaven and all is right with the world. It's an absolutely great pairing. Now, while we're on the subject of Halloween, I'm going to caution all of our listeners to kind of avoid those catchy Halloween uh, labels on wine, the spooktacular wines, as I like to call them. They're usually not very good. They're sold with gimmicky labels, a catchy name like Frankenstein Red or Spider Poison Rosé or The Walking Dead or Vampire Cab, Pumpkin Spice, Zinfandel, etc., etc. I'd be very, very leery of those kind of wines. They're gimmicky. They're made to be sold for the holidays. If you want to give it to somebody as a joke or something, that's great. But to have them with a a nice holiday dinner, I'm telling you, your pumpkin pie is not going to go very well with pumpkin smash Zinfandel. (laughs) I love it. Say, I I was thinking about you and I've talked, as you you mentioned this morning, uh, about uh, Malbec with barbecue. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, I grilled a steak a couple nights ago, and uh, I, I like Malbec with steak, too. But you know what I opened up was a nice Zin. Oh, we forget how good Zin is. Yes. I am uh, a very, very big fan of Zinfandels. Uh, and, and like I say, I forget to drink them because uh, you have to get the right one. I, as I mentioned, that one windstorm is great, and there's one out in California called Terraces. It's made in the Napa Valley. It was originally planted by Charlie Wagner, the guy who started Kaimas Vineyards, for a friend of his, Wayne Hogg. And Wayne just went to town. I I still think that's in my top three Zinfandels ever, Terraces. It's a a pricier one. It's about $30 a bottle, $29.99 or something along those lines. But you won't be disappointed. It is a phenomenal Zinfandel. I love that, Terraces. That yes. is so good. Indeed. You're well, right, Denny. Some exciting things going on at Haskell's these yes. days. Indeed. Haskell's fall sale is in full swing at the moment, and what a sale it is. We have everybody's favorite. There's hundreds and hundreds of wine on sale. There's 40 buy one, get one, the second one at absolutely no charge. And you know the folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine and pair wine with food, and whether you're going to pair wine with it, Hershey's Bar or Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, or you're going to actually have it with Chateaubriand, they can help you pick a wine. And you know what? They'll help you pick a wine that will not break the bank. It'll, it'll be right in your budget area. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Chanhassen. There's a Haskell's in downtown Excelsior. In Fairboat, you'll find a Haskell's right off at 35, our super seller up in Maple Grove. Not to be missed, a huge store with great value. In downtown Minneapolis, we have lots of free parking on Saturday and Sunday. Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. And if you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com or go to WCCO.com slash wine. It'll take you right to the Haskell's website where you can peruse our fall holiday catalog and take advantage of those great great values. Jack, we just have about 20 seconds, but a texter want to know, at what temperature should Zin be served? About 65 degrees, 70 even, but uh, not colder and certainly 
not much warmer than that. All right. Sounds mighty fine. Well, I hope we can talk uh, again next week. After I'm going to look forward to it. And you know what we'll talk about next week? Maybe some Halloween punches. Well, let's do that. All right. Okay, great. Sounds good, Jack. Thanks very much. Jack Farrell from Haskell's next Saturday with another wine chat.